Hello everyone, welcome back to The Dare Show. The Dare Show is a podcast where I talk about whatever's going on through the week, mostly music, and I just want you to look at things through a different point of view, which is my point of view, which I don't feel like is always the popular point of view. Like I said last, a couple of weeks ago, I don't feel like it always is. Uh, where are we going to start? I guess we'll start with Andre Leon Talley. He did a little update. He's getting a... He did an interview with Tamron Hall. He couldn't speak much about his um, legal issue with his house. Although I feel like Tamron Hall is always trying to get some quote-unquote dirt. Or she's always like forcing people to talk about it. And it's not in a cute manner. It's like, come on Tamron. If they don't want to talk about it, they don't want to talk about it. But she's always like, and then I don't, girl, I don't know how she got a show. But anyways, they're friends, Tamron and Andre Leon Tele. They did, um, and they're friends, and he went on her show because he's his his book is getting into paperback, and he's promoting that, and I think that's when it, you know, like your book is cheaper or something. But he is getting a award. I'm trying to look for the. Where did it go? He's getting an award from, jeez uh, Louise. Oh, okay. From France. Um, uh, I'm going to try to say the word and try to say the name right. Andre is receiving the Chevalier de la André des Artes des Lettres. France's highest honor in the arts, which has been awarded to past recipients, including James Baldwin and Tina the Turner. Shout out to Tina. We love Tina. Um, he's, you know, he's telling everybody about that. Also, he, um, he can't speak about his, like I said, he can't speak about the rent payment situation. <laughs> Ownership of the house, that's what it is, because it's a legal battle still going on. But he's saying he has, still has faith, he's listening to his gospel, he's praying, listening to his Mahalia Jackson. And I forgot who else he said, somebody else. But he's praying and he has faith and that he's gonna win and prove his case clearly. He also revealed that. He was just found out today, or well, he recently found out that Vogue as editors, the women, white women, whiter, his colleagues basically were were um, earning up to nine hundred thousand dollars a year as an editor, while he was making three hundred thousand dollars a year. So I'm like, okay, okay. Andre, you're answering a little more questions that I initially had when I talked about him possibly being evicted. Because uh, I was like, Andre, what do you mean? You don't have any money. But okay. But still, okay. But he said he wasn't um, responsible financially. He wasn't financially responsible. And he had a lot of hiccups. And especially the IRS, I think, they hit him twice um, in the 90s. So, Okay. But I think he's on a better track, hopefully. I, I think he's on a better track. 
Now that he knows his mistakes, I think he's on a better track. So, shout out to Andre. We're still here for you. Celine Dion and Carrie Underwood, they're doing their own Vegas residencies. At that new resort that I talked about, they're doing a residency. Celine starts in October, November, I think it is. And um, Carrie starts hers in December. Hers is called Reflections. I believe Reflections. Uh, yeah, I think it's called Reflections. It's a cute moment. We finally get the reveal after a couple of weeks of what the fuck is going on here, ladies. Because, you know, they're both... It's some kind of resort that's built new. And they're both going to be there. Very exciting. Usher, like I had a conversation last night. Usher, he's doing his. And hopefully by... The person I was... Hopefully the person I was talking to is not the popular opinion of America. And people will go and support Usher at his residency. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Carrie. This is a good look. This is really cute. That'll be something to go do in Vegas. Now, I do talk about Escape and the verses and SWV in my next segment, um, my uh, main course. I was going to talk about Timeless Journey, give a review on Timeless Journey this week, but Escape and SWV really blew my mind, so... I guess eventually I get to a timeless journey. That'll be the 14, 10, right? Wait, 10 plus 14 plus seven, 17 year anniversary, I think, of timeless journey. But I guess we'll get to that to another time. Ebony K. Williams. I do want to talk about that. I am enjoying her. On Real Housewives of New York, she's the first black housewife. Like, I I was reading, I was, okay, first of all, the show is still fucking a mess. Luann's talking about how a face mask is a fashion faux pas, and it's like, Luann, please don't say this in public anymore. Luann is always talking about some shit that she don't need to be talking about. I didn't mean to say all that in this. Oh, Lord. Luann is a mess. Please pray, pray for Luann Delacept. But they look good. Luann looks so good. Luann and... um, What's her name? Ramona looks so good. Ramona looks amazing, as always. Her and her daughter are like twins. Excuse me. Like Coco and... Coco from Escape and her mother. I think Tabitha? Tabitha? Tabith? Whatever her name is. They look like twins. Okay, um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying this season. I'm really excited. I wish they would have given us a double episode, but it came out last night, so I have to go watch it, the second episode. Or maybe I'll wait until next week and kind of binge a little bit. Do you like binge watching? I kind of do find myself like binge watching. I don't know. <laughs> but Ebony K. Williams, she's a lawyer. She's a... um. I guess like a journalist person on TV talking about um, civil rights and stuff like that. And she's joined the cast uh, of Royal Housewives of New York. And the reason why I bring that up, not only should promote the show, like I do really enjoy this, this podcast is promoted by the Royal Housewives of New York. 
Thank you. It's on uh, Bravo at 9 p.m. on Tuesday nights. Please watch. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah. So, she's bringing this, like, race thing. And it was really weird. Sonia Morgan, who I don't know why is still on the show. She looks a mess and clearly is a mess. She brought... uh, She had a luncheon and... Leah, oh, Leah, the reason why I say this is Leah, I'm like, are they actually, Leah kind of introduces us to Ebony, and I'm like, are they actually friends, or are they just producer friends, producer-made friends? Like, girl, we need you to introduce her to people, because they kind of seemed like they had talk. I guess, you know, they like, I guess, I guess they're not really friends, because and I can tell because it just didn't... Okay, wait, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, okay, I noticed that when she introduced her on the show, they kind of, like, brought up, like, a situation, and they kind of seemed like they had been talking about it. And so that might have been their only topic they had, they had talked about, so they have given me, like, an update on it, and it just seemed, like, weird. So I was just like, wait, is this real or is this, like, a fake friendship or a TV show friendship? Not that they can't be actual friends. But Sonia brought, excuse me, Sonia brought uh, Ebony over to her fish. And Ebony, uh, Sonia's like, I have all these different color fishes and white fishes and black fishes. I was like, girl, they're fishes. Chill out. But I can't wait to see because actually they do actually seem like they have some really good stuff going on this season. But also, Wendy Williams, who, um, Got her wax figure. It looks really good. Like, that thing really looks like Wendy the fucking Joan Williams. Uh, Check that out on YouTube. Wendy also looked good. I feel like Wendy, whenever she's trying to promote something, she really steps it up and looks good. But on her show, it's very hair mess most days. Uh, Also, somebody was like... Wait, let me go back and see. Something weird was going on on my Twitter because I just woke up to somebody talking about Wendy. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. This is what I... Okay. So, Wendy was like... People were kind of making it seem like Wendy and... You know, Wendy did this little dating show and she picked this guy, Mike. And so, they had gone on a couple of dates. But people were kind of it seem, making it seem like Wendy is... Wendy and him were actually, like, boyfriend and girlfriend, or they were, like, engaged or something. But, like, they weren't. I think they were just dating. That's what I got the impression. They were just dating. And she strictly wanted to date. Wendy's not really trying to be held down so quickly. I think she makes it seem like... uh, But, yeah. But I'm, like, people are, like, thinking, like, they broke off. And I was, like, they kind of weren't even together like that. But, anyways... So, I had noticed, Wendy, a couple of weeks ago, before Ebony K. Williams was going to be on her show, Wendy was like, okay, this girl is single, I'm single, we should, you know, hang out, go meet some rich guys, go meet the boys, and clearly, by what we what we found out on Housewives, uh, Ebony, she's in that rich crowd, or she's dating the rich men's, and so... It was so weird because 
Wendy's like, yeah, I want to hang out with her. We should, you know, talk. Call me up, Ebony. Once Ebony got on the show, Ebony, I guess, you know, heard word and Ebony, um, Ebony, what am I trying to say? Ebony handled this very well. She was very much a fan and very much appreciative of the time, but I would not be returning after I tell you what happened. Ebony was like, yeah, so, you know, we should hang out, Wendy. You know, we should go meet guys. You should, like, tell me where to go or we should go and hang out and stuff like that. Just, you know, basically copying off of what Wendy said and agreeing with her. Wendy hits her with the, uh, no thank you. I'm trying to be single by myself. I'm trying to work on me. And it's like, wait, Wendy, last week, literally last week, you just said that you wanted to hang out with this lady. Now you're dissing her on your show. I would not be returning if I was Ebony K. The Williams. Oh, yeah. So somebody, I woke up like randomly. (laughs) Oh, because this happened at two in the morning. I woke up and said to this tweet, and somebody was like, oh, so true. She gave her, this is Alex Renee 189, Alexa Renee. Uh, so true. She gave her a shout out and said she wanted to hang with her. But when that dude was dating, when that when dude when that dude Wendy was dating from the contest blew her off, she tells Ebony, "If I'm not going out on a date, I'm staying at home. Leave me alone." <laughs> she, to say, she didn't have to say it on TV like that. That is true. Winnie is so bitter because that dude just was dating. Oh, that's why I'm like, brain. okay, yeah. Winnie is so dude because that dude. She was dating on the contest, didn't want to mess with her no more. She got sick of the paparazzi. He got sick of the paparazzi. I'm not worried. Sure. She didn't pick the jazz dude. Exactly. Regardless, she's hunting for some dick. And to your point, probably feels threatened by Ebony. Yeah. And the comments were saying that on YouTube. They were like, she definitely feels threatened by Ebony. She definitely sees her as a threat. And Winnie doesn't like other females in the game or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. She definitely, I can, I can understand that, but I don't see that because to me, Ebony K. Williams isn't, you know, she's not my kind of girl, but I can definitely see how Ebony could, I guess, I guess, because they'd be like, all the guys would be wanting to flock into Wendy and I'd be like, oh, I mean, wouldn't want to flock to Wendy. They would flock to Ebony and I'm like, oh, you guys are, oh going in <laughs> but yeah i don't know why Wendy didn't pick the jazz dude or at least give tyrone a chance like i feel like i thought there were gonna be i thought it was gonna be like wendy goes on a date with each of these men and then she kind of picks who she wants to pursue more not wendy gets all these um bios from these men and she picks it that way but whatever ebony Shout out to you. You're still going to win. You're still winning. Um, DJ Cassidy. He had Patty on his Mother's Day past the mic. I can't believe I'm remembering all this. And she did love, need, and want you. And my thing is the weird thing about these past the mic things and verses and stuff is they always have like the backing track playing and i'm like i don't i don't know it 
Why can't we just have like an instrumental? Because Patty can sing. One of my favorite Patty songs is Love and Need and Want to. Because at the end, Patty really goes the fuck off. And I wanted Patty to go off. But she kind of did it with, um, she did it a little bit. Kelly Rowland came in at the end a little bit and sang with her. Because, you know, Dilemma. Kelly samples uh, a Love and Need and Want to on Dilemma. And also, they don't ever say Dilemma and Dilemma. <laughs> did you guys notice that? Does that do you guys like that when singers have a song and don't sing the song title, or they have an album title and don't have that album name? Like I feel like when you name your song, when you name your album after a song in the album, that to me is like the epitome. Like one of the things I got when I watched Dreamgirls and they sang Dreamgirls, I got it. I was like, okay, this is what this movie is about. Got it. Like when Beyonce named I Am Sasha Fears, or when Beyonce just says, she hasn't, shit, she hasn't had a name, song of the album since uh, Dangerously in Love. I think Get Me Bodied and Bodies B Day. What's after B Day? I am Sasha Fierce. I am. What song is really I am? I can't even pick one. Sasha Fierce. I probably would convert with Diva, Beyonce. Maybe Blow and Jealous or Pretty Hurts. No, no, not Pretty Hurts. Um, Haunted. I could make her feel like kind of, actually you know what when i think about that all those songs i feel like can be like a connection song to her like jealous um maybe mine definitely blue grown woman and then we have what lemonade or we have that interlude so i guess all night would be kind of the lemonade <laughs> Okay, anyways. What was I talking about? Okay, so love need to want you, Patty. I'm gonna end it with that. But she did really good. Patty looked good. She did really good. You can tell Patty was like trying to focus and focus on singing the correct notes. Cause you know, Patty, and I'll bring this up again whenever I do the review on her interview with Nona. She was talking about how She can be feeling, I guess because she's like an emotional Gemini, she could be feeling the song a different way every, the reason why she doesn't sing the song the same way each night is because she can feel, whatever she's going through, she can feel that song in a different way and convey that through her voice and convey that through the song. And I find that so incredible and it really explains. I'm looking at this Instant Pot picture and I think this is asparagus and some shrimp and I swear this looks so good. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm going to go take a break. But shout out to Patty because it was really good. Um, I didn't watch the rest of it. I just watched, you know, Patty's part. Patty was really good. Thank you, Patty. And she promoted it. Shout out to that. <laughs> Paid promotion. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so I'll be back. And when I come back from my main course, I'm going to talk about versus yay and i'm back so for this week's main course 
we're going to talk about the verses. Now, let me tell you, first of all, I was, I said last week, okay, wait. So first, I didn't think this verses was going to be so good. Like, I was just like, okay, I'll watch it. Okay, SWV Escape. I was so turned on. I was so aroused. I was so hyped. I was so excited after it came on and I was watching it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like really fun, really good. Now, do I want to say this at the beginning or the end? Okay, I was saying in the from the beginning. Last week, I think I was very much Team Escape. <laughs> but I thoroughly... I thoroughly enjoyed SWV. SW, S, the SWV. I definitely enjoyed them so much. I think they, to me, had the. I don't know. They, to me, they had like really fun music. I feel like. Escape, they're kind of... I don't think Escape has as many hits as SWV, to be honest. Um, and I'm not even... I'm coming from a point of view of, like, I'm 26, right? Yeah, I'm 26. 94, so that's, like, when they started to, like, really pop off. I think they popped off in, like, 92, I think it was. And so I'm coming from a point of view of looking in and not looking out or being in and looking out. I'm coming from a point of view of looking in and, you know, what connects to my soul and what connected to me really was S-W-U-V. Now, I just want to get this out of the way. In the beginning, you know, it was... Coco, she seemed a little shady. She seemed a little disturbed. Not even disturbed. She just seemed like slightly shady. <laughs> or like she didn't want to be there. And that's what my note was. But we found out that, um, and it was kind of, it was very awkward. Like even like when, <laughs> like some people picked up and made like little gifts and memes of it on Twitter. They were like, um, when Escape would be singing, Coco would be like looking to the left, looking to the right, looking straight forward, looking very stoic, nonchalant looking. And it would just be like kind of like, oh, what's going on? While like, you know, Lily and Taj, they'd be like bumping and grinding to, you know, escapes music while they'd be like um, singing or playing the music, whatever. I, yeah, I really, oh, okay. So we found out that a lady was shot outside of Coco's hotel room or her window. I'm sorry. And it really like messed with her, kind of fucked her up. And her mental state was not where it was not present. And so that definitely came across. And so I, I had made a comment on Twitter. I was just like, somebody was like, somebody was saying they were kind of defending I feel like Twitter is in this defending mode recently where they're like always like defending something, defending Porsche. I mean, defending like Kenya or making us trying to like something that is just is. And I'm like, the thing with Coco is, 
Okay, she says she had a mental health situation, so I'm going to accept that. But I'm not going to back down and say that we haven't seen Coco before act, quote-unquote, diva-ish. Like, I even, I've been watching um, the SW, I love the SWV um, TV show on WeTV. Um, sorry, I keep saying, uh, but I love that show, and I have been re-watching it. You know, Coco has her diva moments, and she later was like like later interviews like i just watched one last night she was like you know um i have been going through like a lot of mental health issues throughout the years and it just get, kept getting worse so i had to like go get help for it and she was later diagnosed with bipolar disease or bipolar disorder i'm sorry so i'm just like this so my thing is just like you know i'm not blaming I understand. I understand. Okay, now she has, you know, she has mental health issues. But we've also seen her be, like, very diva-ish and very extravagant. She's also a Gemini. So, <laughs> wait, is she turning 50 or she's already 50? Oh, I think she's turning 50. Maybe she's turning 51. Because Gemini season is coming up. Are we in it? No, we're in Taurus. But anyways, so I'm just like, I understand that she has mental health issues, but I'm just like, we've seen her be diva-ish and be very cold to people or cold to her, like her bandmates and cold in general. Like, it's nothing new. So I'm like, that's just is stop trying to defend every little thing every little thing doesn't need to be defended we said what i i said what i said and then people that's the thing was like people kept like liking whatever the person's response was which i didn't see i don't know where it was but people kept defending or people kept liking that and it kept popping up in my comp in my mentions so i'm just like okay whatever but shout out to coco what a cr incredible vocalist and i think that's really what pulled me in because you know coco is coco is bad as i mean escape is really good everybody in escape can sing i can say that everybody in swb cannot sing i'll say that anyway so one of my things i've noticed was candy was very awkward <laughs> it was like an awkward situation i feel like they didn't completely know what to do um but you know, she was, like, speaking low, and then there was, like, this audio situation that was going on where SWV couldn't hear Escape, and I think they were listening through each other in their ear monitors instead of, like, I guess, like, not in their ear monitors. That was so weird. It was just like, what are y'all doing? Why is there always sound issues? Like, what is the main issue in the sound issue? I, like, even back in the day, like, Aretha Franklin be like, y'all, I, I can't hear. Can y'all hear me? Because I can't hear y'all. Or I can't hear the band or whatever. And it's like, um, even I saw, yeah, this one SWV concert a couple years ago was on, was on YouTube and Lily was like, can y'all hear us? Because we can't hear you. And I think, like, Lily and Coco, they can't, they couldn't hear. And I'm just like, she's like, uh, Lily was like, these sound people, you know, they get a whole, paid a whole bunch of money. And what's the point of coming to a show if they can't hear us? So I was just like, what is the issue with these sound issues? Everybody's always having sound issues. Mariah is a, 
queen of sound issues. Um, well, we'll talk about Mariah in a few seconds. They were far away from each other. I think they, um, SWV was, well, I think they both were trying to like come together. They were really far away from each other. I don't know if that was on purpose or whatever, but I did enjoy the stage moment. It was like this huge stage, one section, the other section, um, one DJ, DJ Awarn, who he could have stayed at home, but you know, he's a part of the candy coated clique and uh, on the roster, on the payroll. And then they had Spinderella um, DJing for SWV. And I found that so interesting because I remember back in the, well, not even back in the, it was like a couple years ago on BET Ladies Night, the show. Where they were trying to get SWV and Salt and Pepper to like do a tour together, and at that time things started to get really hot and heated with Spinderella and Salt and Pepper, and Spinderella was like confiding in uh, Lily and Taj. Oh, that's when she got a divorce. I was like, wait, I don't think she got a divorce on the show. That's what, like, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking, like, um, Coker got a divorce on that show, not the SWV show. But, um, yeah, Spinderella was like, well, I need advice, I need help, I need to, um, what's the word? Not talk, I need to, well, basically talk, that's the word <laughs> it is. I need to tell y'all, vent about what's going on and how I'm being treated and how I've been treated. And I found that so interesting that, and then Spinderella looks so good. She looks so cute. Spinderella still looks amazing. Spinderella, I'm not sure about salt and pepper, but what I'm hearing and what I've seen, you know, Spinderella is a big part of salt and pepper. Even, you know, Wendy Williams tells, tells a story about how when their first DJ like left or was whatever happened with her left. She, Wendy was one of the prospects of, um, becoming a, like a DJ in the salt and pepper thing. And so that was like early in her career, she says. So like earlier in her career, they both kind of started their career popping at the same time in a way. And yeah, if I've been with you for like, you know, 15, 20 years, I'm and I, I'm a aspect. I'm a contributor to this career, but I just found that interesting. Um, one another interesting thing I found out that um, SWV's producer they would remix the song in so many ways, and they're like, somebody's gonna get a hold of this song somehow. Somebody's gonna like the song somehow. And I saw a tweet. Uh, I'm slipping about exactly what the tweet said, but it was something like it was with Craig Seymour, who I'm, who I'm adoring on Twitter. He's always giving such great information, such great musical information. Shout out to Craig Seymour. Um, it was he talked about week and oh, I think he was like was week one of the is week a the best song in R and B history. Or I guess 90s history or something like that. And somebody was like brought up the fact. Oh, he was he brought up the fact that it kind of crossed over into top 20, top 
um, top 10, top 20 back in the day, you know, those are the terms. It crossed over and it kind of gave Mariah and Janet the leeway. It was like an R&B song giving Mariah and Janet the leeway to cross over, I guess, in a way. And also, you know, Mariah and Janet, they had, especially Mariah, Mariah remixed the song so many times. You know, there's the club version, there's the acoustic version, there's that version. And it's so interesting that I was just like, oh, that's some kind of like parallel. Also, Janet, she kind of did that for a moment. I think Together Again is pretty much the only one that she kind of did that song that she kind of remixed. Um, they did Downtown. I was like, okay. SWV, you know, for a while. Coco didn't want to sing Downtown because she's a part of the gospel industry. And she, once she allegedly found out that the song was not about going shopping. <laughs> I love Downtown. Downtown is one of my favorite SWV songs. They did Bills, Bills, Bills. Um, at, like, you know, Wait, okay, okay. They did Bills, Bills, Bills. Like, uh, they showed their solo people projects along with the group projects. And I just brought that up because I remember somebody on Twitter was like, do you guys think, I bet Bills, Bills, Bills was <laughs> reading about Mama Joyce. <laughs> so fucking funny. One of the highlights from escape was when they sang tonight and like i told you last week when they did that acapella i think it was for like the ss magazine or some kind of magazine when they were kind of coming back together a couple of years ago that i was blown away and it still was so good although i feel like tiny i feel like she feel she seems like she's restricted and she's not pushing to hit the cr- pushing herself to sound clear i feel like she's very like mm, like kind of whiny in a way but i feel like she's kind of not also i don't know if it, maybe it's the plastic surgery like tiny looks crazy tiny looks slightly crazy or not even like tiny looks crazy but that was a highlight um also, I remember it was like this one. They started off with uh, "It's My Living in Vain," and, and can we talk about Tamika? Tamika is hilarious. I adore Tamika. Wait, is that her name? Yeah, right. The other sister, not Latasha. Yeah, it's Tamika. Tamika is hilarious. Her big booty jokes, her sex jokes, so funny. She's really funny. Um. But the is my living in vain. They did this like one harmony, and they all went like a different place, and it was just like whoa, whoa, like mind blown. They really sounded good. If only you knew was another. That's when it started to pop off for SWV. I love that version of if only you knew. It's such a fresher. It's such a fresh vocal, because I guess because it's a group, and you know Patty. Is Patty doing backgrounds on that? I don't know. I'm 
trying to think. I don't think she is. I don't think she is. But anyways, like nobody can sing if only you knew like Patty. Because it's that specific fucking note. It's the octave. She goes into her, her octave range. And Coco, I'm not comparing, I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but I think Coco just like gets up there. But Patty gets into that octave range and I can't even do it. My voice, not right now. <laughs> but the thing that like was really annoying was the echo. They had the echo going with Coco. Um, and that's, oh yeah, I said that's when she wasn't feeling well. Lily was like, we got to get her to sing. And the echo was going, they had like this echo playing and it's like, can you shut that up? Cause, and then the thing I don't really like about verses was they're playing the track. I feel like if you're going to sing, I want you to hear, I want to hear you sing, but thank God, you know, Coco and all of them, they still sound amazing and still kind of sound great. Not in the sound, kind of, they still sound great and still, you know, can sort of mimic the record. Um, ah. So, and so like the echo, it just like, and she was hitting the, if only you note and the echo was playing and I'm like, I wish the echo wasn't playing and I wish they would have like paused the actual, you know, come on DJ, DJ for us, spin, spinner fella, pause the music so we can really hear that note clearly. And then, um, yeah, Lily was like, we got to make her sing sometimes. And it's like. Okay. <laughs> and a, a little fun fact, I guess, that we didn't know. Or I didn't know. Lily sort of taught and nurtured Coco's voice. Lily was like, I was a soprano one time. And, you know, I was singing the soprano. And I would, you know, sing with Coco. I guess Lily's the, that really high note in the background of downtown. And also Coco was like, Thank you to, like, a certain producer. They kind of, like, helped me vocally and showed me, like, tricks and tips. And I was like, oh, Coco. I kind of thought, like, Coco came out the gate swinging. But I guess some nurturing and some um, practice and really went into her craft. But, yeah, Lily. That's a, that was a... Lily was like, yeah, I'm a tenor now. I, I can't even find a soprano. <laughs> My little secret... Yeah, that one kind of went, it kind of made me feel a little way about it because, um, you know, this thing with Tiny and T.I. going on, it's like, okay, girl, you're my little secret and that's how we should keep it. If you don't tell, I'm child, I can't. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> always be my baby. So Escape did always be my baby for the little like, look who we worked with moment. And I really thought Mariah Carey was going to come out. I really thought about it. I was like, because I thought about it before. I was like, oh, are they going to play Always Be My Baby remix? Which... Candy is holding it down. I think 
I'm about to go listen to that again because I feel like Latasha really mimicked Mariah's ad libs, and I'm like, whoa, was that Latasha or is that Mariah? Latasha did a really good job of mimicking Mariah. Not even like mimicking, but like she brought her own, like she sang it in her own way, like the ad libs, and it was, it was like in the same key. It was just like, whoa wait a minute but i feel like you can only hear like candy and maybe tiny or candy I, you definitely hear candy on it i don't know who else is actually on the record but they all were in the studio i really thought mariah was gonna be there and Atl- i think mariah is in atlanta i think from not sure on the mariah report podcast shout out to them i listen to them weekly they, I think they said she was in Atlanta. But anyways, DeBrat came out and did her little um, verse. Shout out to DeBrat. We love DeBrat. DeBrat, like I said, DeBrat always has a hit with Mariah. Uh, I really, I was so disappointed. I really thought Mariah was going to come out. Also, did you guys know that Thank God I Love You, which is one of my favorite Mariah songs. Thank God I love you. You know, Mariah was hanging out with Escape and listening to their music and with Jay Jermaine, who was also at the um, verses. And that song, the I guess, I think it was like the producer or writer of some, I forgot, I meant to look this up again, but it was one of the SWV songs. I mean, one of the Escape songs, writer, Sued Mariah for Thank God I Love You because the chorus sounds very similar. And I think it actually did sound pretty similar when I listened to it. It was like, oh, Mariah, you should have not done this. And the song went to Thank God I Love You went to number one, which was also like, yikes. The Galaxy Defender. Oh, my gosh. I I, I did not know Coco did that song. I loved Men in Black when I was a kid. The Galaxy Defender. Oh, my gosh. And I think I found out she did the... Um, I think somebody, like, two weeks ago said she did that song. I was like, what? Do you what? And I think she was supposed to... I don't think she was in the video. I think her record label... There's a lot of shit I've noticed. Even with Craig Seymour, he's talked, like, about... RCA and their management at that time was really, like toxic and not a great relationship and not great business people because she was like swv really didn't do a lot of collaborations with other singers and then the record label kind of stifled that or didn't encourage that and she also wasn't in that video because i think the label didn't encourage or want that or something like that and so I think a lot of people, that's why we, a lot of people didn't know Coco was up there singing. She's like, I was in the studio with um, uh, Quincy Jones and Will Smith doing the song. And then Coco's song came out and they did Sunshine from her album, I think Hot Coco album. It was a cute, cute moment. They've had a lot of, her and her son have done a lot of like videos of them singing together. It's very so cute, and it, they sounded really good. There was one song that was sounded boring and not so good that they did not at the verses, 
with this song again. And it was a cute moment because she was like, oh, you know this song? Okay, let's sing it. It's so cute. Um, do you want to? That was another really great, great moment. Latasha really shined. And I noticed, like, for, like, the tonight, the difference from tonight and do you want to, to me, like, the backgrounds. So tonight, at a certain point, um, Tiny becomes, like, really lead, and we have Candy, Latasha, and Tamika doing the backgrounds. And to me, they sounded so good, so tight. They sounded better than when they did Do You Want To, where Latasha became the lead, or is the lead on that song, pretty much, and or had her lead moment. And Tiny, Candy, and Tamika were the backgrounds. And I feel like, because like I said earlier, Tiny, she kind of, it's almost flat. It's like you're not giving, you're not pushing to give that 100%. And so because of that, to me, when they did Do You Want To, those backgrounds didn't sound so tight as I thought they could have been. But yeah, that was a moment because they cut the music off and they were like, wait a minute, the people want us to go back. The people want us to keep singing for Do You Want To. Like I want to. Yeah, that's a good song. That's a really good song. Um... I should give my list. I can give you my list. I can go to Spotify and give you my list of my favorite escape songs. Because I'm almost finished. Uh, but yeah, that kind of like brought a little like heat to the moment because they were like, oh, you guys are starting again. Maybe. And then I heard we were hearing SWV be like, well, that's not kind of fair. Maybe we should have said something because they kind of redid the song again. And, yeah, that was a weird moment. Like, they didn't have to do all that. Okay, so towards the end, I really enjoyed, I think, one of my favorite songs from SWV is Anything, and it's the remix, not the original, on the It's About Time album. Um, We got towards the end. They did Rain. Such a great moment. I feel like, you know, Coco, she hasn't really, she doesn't really sing Rain live like she does it on the record but it's still really good it's still really good it's still really good they did rain so we're gearing up towards the end they do week we thinking we're thinking week is the ending surprise surprise escape does understanding and it's like nobody asked for all this <laughs> we really didn't oh Oh, I'm forgetting oh my gosh thank god I looked at this because I would have not remembered because I didn't write this down Low-key, low-key Escape One with Who Can I Run To? Who Can I Run To is such an amazing cover. And the one of the Jones sisters, I think she's the only one living still, they did this DJ Cassidy Pass the Mic. And I'll talk about that. I talked about that earlier. And one of the Jones sisters sang it. And she sounded amazing. Please go find a video. I think, I guess it's on YouTube. I know it's on Twitter. Yeah, I think it's on YouTube. Go to YouTube. Look it up. DJ Cassidy. The Jones sisters. The lady sounds amazing. Miss, I don't know what her name is. Miss girl sounds amazing. 
But who who can I run to is probably is my favorite. It's such a airy, beautiful, harmonized candy and tiny holding it down on the backgrounds. Beautiful lyrics. It's like an R&B pop record. They really killed that. They really killed that. But the thing is, at the verses, I was at work and I wasn't really like paying. I wasn't watching. I was listening. And so I'm hearing, and I didn't know Coco sound sang the ending part of the first verse. Or was the second verse? The second verse. First verse. I guess Latasha gave her, or Tamika gave her the mic, and it was just like, she sounded just like them. And it's like, yes. And so we know after um, after the second part, and uh, they took a break. After the first part, they took a break into the second part. part. And I guess that's when, you know, uh, Coco, I guess people read, her team read the room, read the comments. It was like, Coco, we need you to step it up. We need you to calm down and focus on this or whatever, whatever happened. And Coco came back. They had their little SWV merch on and, you know, their leggings or jeans or whatever, hair up, ready to go. They really came back swinging. Coco really came back swinging. And, uh, yeah, Coco was definitely a little bit more fun. <laughs> and, and that's what we wanted. We wanted that camaraderie, camaraderie, camaraderie. We wanted them to say, I definitely wanted to hear crossover singing a little bit. And we got that a little bit with Who Can I Run To? Because Coco sounded just like them on the record. I really thought that was like Tamika, whoever was singing. That was such, that was a heartwarming moment. I really loved that moment. Uh, but yeah. So I'm at the end. So understanding they did. And then, you know, they went about their merry way. They're talking about the tour, whatever, whatever. My favorite as- escape songs hold on tiny and again tiny and candy hold it down my little secret i love you're all i need i think i like this song feels so good who can i run to of course like i said do you want to is pretty good um tonight i love tonight acapella and dream color now i've been getting into swv the past couple of days I really like Use Your Heart. I like the sound of it. I don't like the lyrics. The lyrics are weird. <laughs> but they sound so good on it. Um, of course, I love, I love, 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 love Can We. I feel like that's such a classic. I don't know why I know that song, but it's like I know that song. But I was like, you know, like five or six when it came out. It's like, I don't know. I love Rain. I love Cosine. I love the version of If Only You Knew. You're the one for me. I love You're the One. Um, I don't know why that's on there. I'm so into you right here. I love those songs. Downtown, like I said, I love anything I love. So, yeah. All in all, I think, like I said, I really enjoyed SWV. <laughs> Because I'm on this SWV kick, I'm rewatching their TV show, rewatching their documentaries and stuff, interviews. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed SWV, but Escape is really good. Escape is a talented group. And I want these ladies to succeed again. I want Candy and Escape to like put out good music. I want Candy to get back into writing. 
The jokes about Tiny afterwards, huh, fucking hilarious. There was like, we know that you're, uh, we know Tiny can sing, you know, she's gonna do good as a, <laughs> just a jailbird. Just disrespectful <laughs> comments, hilarious. They gonna be at Tiny's door. They should have been arrested at backstage. <laughs> Twitter is a fucking mess. I love Twitter. Where would we be without Twitter, to be honest? Um, but yeah. In my heart, a lot of people think Escape One. Some this one person I follow, Didi. Didi was like, Escape saying more, and that's why they won. I'm like, uh, I guess. Oh, my last comment. Influencing influencing the culture. They were kind of shady with that. I feel like being on TikTok isn't necessarily influencing the culture, but the way Candy set this up was we've been we know you guys have been influencing influencing the culture with you know a couple of your songs being popular on tiktok we've also influencing in the culture with and i feel like this is where they actually influence the influencing the culture with ed sharon he made that song body on me or body with you something he made whatever song and it was like the melody was very much the TLC, no scrubs, and so they kind of mixed and mashed that together. It was cute for a moment. They could have. It was like a five second thing that it was a t- two minute song too long. Okay, but I feel like that's more influencing the culture than your song being on TikTok. That ain't really doing much for the culture, in my opinion. Shout out to me. But yeah, because, you know, Candy, they've written, Candy and Tiny have written a lot of songs. Candy's, you know, No Destiny's Child, Whitney Houston, Mariah, TLC, along with some of their own stuff, Fly Above, Tardy for the fucking party, okay? Tardy for the fucking party. I really want Candy to get back into writing. I want her to have another hit and not from, like, Somebody remixed the songs. So now you got to pay them because I think he wasn't going to pay them at first, or he didn't acknowledge it, or whatever. And they came through like Marvin Gaye came through with blurred lines, or like rub mm, me my check. <laughs> but anyways, thank you for listening. Tell me what your favorite songs are. Tell me what your um what you thought about it. I really enjoyed it. I think this is like one of the last groups. Are I think we really need Missy. Missy, like I said, at this point, Missy doesn't need anybody. Missy can just do it by herself. Because Missy spans so many years. Just from my knowledge, you know, like Aaliyah, her, Missy's own stuff, Fantasia, um, SWV, Little Kim, Little Kim and um, Keisha Cole. Every, oh my gosh, Missy, we need Missy next. But anyways, thank you for listening to The Dare Show. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at tonight. Leave a comment. Uh, yeah, I'll be back next week. See ya.